It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes. I am one of your hosts, Andrew Wade, and I am joined here by my co-host, Zach Cohen. Zach, it is a big day in Iowa Hawkeye Nation. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing pretty good. I woke up. Pretty decent day, hump day. Nothing too exciting. And then uh, we got some big news today. I'm going to be really happy to get into it later on. Hell yeah, man. We're going to be covering the Oliver Martin news on segment number one today. That is the big news that Zach is talking about. Some fantastic stuff. Obviously, a great win for the Iowa Hawkeyes coming into the 2019 season. On segment number two, we're going to be talking about a running back who is transferring, and we got some clarification on the backup quarterback battle. And that may not seem you know, too prestigious, but that's a huge battle that has some big implications going forward. And then finally, on segment number three, we're going to close out our interview of Jordan Bohannon with the final piece of that interview airing on segment number three. Before we jump into that, though, make sure to like, review, and subscribe wherever you downloaded this podcast at, whether that is Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the brand new Himalaya Podcast app. And if you are on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, make sure to check out our pages, especially our Twitter page, Locked on Iowa, and our Facebook page, Locked on Hawkeyes. That's how you're going to get the most up-to-date information about what shows are coming out. And we just have some great tweets coming out literally every single day. If you're a Hawkeye fan, you're going to love looking and doing it. I think Zach posted some pretty good videos of some dancing people with Oliver Martin's face on it today. So make sure to check out our Twitter account. Can't miss content, guys. <laughs> it's it's riveting stuff that you really want to you know really want to watch <laughs> <laughs> so zach let's jump into segment number one man i've been excited to talk about this since this news came out uh, we got that you know everyone kind of got that tweet or that text um, from chad lysico that oliver martin is eligible for the 2019 season this is absolutely phenomenal news and i cannot overstate that enough this is freaking huge what are your thoughts on it man yeah, so, I mean, this is the best case. I mean, I'm not going to lie, I was getting nervous, as I said on the last podcast. I thought that I was kind of – everyone was getting their hopes up. I didn't really see it happening. It was getting really close to game day. We only got a couple of days till we play Miami of Ohio. But, um, like, uh, if you saw it online today, Chad said that – Chad Listikow said that uh, they actually the NCAA approved it five days ago, and they are just waiting on the Big Ten to approve it because they went from Big Ten to Big Ten school. So, I'm really happy about that. Um, I mean, seriously, like going into this year, everyone had high expectations. I've even seen some ESPN college analysts 
uh, pick Iowa to win the West. Some, pe- some people, um, a lot of people have thought we're going to you know, go to the Big Ten Championship, obviously. But uh, I think this adds just another dimension. I was kind of getting nervous because I thought in my head, we really need Oliver Martin because if we're going to have the slot and tight end, positions be kind of up for grabs or kind of a weak spot. I was not really wholly confident in that for offense, but the fact that, man, Brandon Smith, uh, Smith-Marset, and Oliver Martin while landing out wide, I think, like a lot of people said, this could be the best receiving core I've had in years. And, um, I mean, I would talk to my buddy about this today too. I feel like that our running game is going to be strong, our passing game is going to be strong. And if Nate Weeding does anything, if he's just average, if he exceeds Literally, a little like this year. 20 catches a, just 20 catches is all we're asking. Ex- exactly. We are going to have a high-powered offense that I don't think Iowa's seen a lot. And we're going to be able to spread the ball around. We haven't really worked out a three-wide receiver sets for in a long time. And I think that this is going to be, we're going to be able to air it out a little bit. Absolutely. I do want to, I would, I want to say, man, I felt like you were being a little bit negative on the Oliver Martin situation in our, our group chat where I was sitting back here thinking, Oh my gosh, we might have a chance. We might have a chance. I was so, so pessimistic. I didn't <laughs> want to get my heart broken. You really were everything that came out. You're like, no way. Obviously we're not getting Oliver Martin. Like, now. Yeah, we're screwed. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. That hilarious. But um, yeah, I think the big thing to take away here is that this wide receiver group is arguably the best wide receiver group, as you said, that we've seen in the Kirk Barron's era. I mean, it might be, it might be the best of all time. I, I think I think that might be getting a little bit ahead of myself, but because we haven't seen Tyrone Tracy or Nico Regini play in a real game yet. But you know, those two guys, they were, you know, they were really proving themselves in camp. They were looking like they were gonna be, you know, one A and one B option at the slot, and that was gonna be totally fine for the Iowa Hawkeyes. But now that they have Oliver Martin, and Oliver Martin is a very flexible player. He can play literally any of the wide receiver spots. So it gives the Hawks even more versatility in the passing game. Um, I'll be excited to see kind of how Nate Stanley progresses with his relationship with Oliver Martin. And as we saw, even when, you know, Nate Stanley came in as a starter, Nick Easley was joining the program, um, you know, right out of Iowa Western. They made a very quick connection from that slot receiver standpoint. It'll be interesting to see how that develops with Oliver Martin this year. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw an interview with him today, and he mentioned that he was working at all the wide receiver positions because he, quote-unquote, that's the best way to uh, get on the field, right, and kind of know what every position is doing because you never know where you're going to play on any given play. But, I mean, I think that – I mean, Smith, Marset, and Brandon Smith on the outsides, and I think Oliver in the slot is what we're going to see more often, in my opinion. And I am so excited about that just because he is, in theory, I think he will be our best receiver, has the best intangibles of our receiving core. And that slot position is so important because – you're not getting the starting cornerbacks. You're getting the dime back, getting the nickel back, or you're getting the third string cornerback. You're getting a, another safety that's playing on him. A guy that, you know, not to be brutal, but if they're not a starter, right? Cause they're the third cornerback. So I think that being able to work that guy, being able to, if the linebacker picks you up, I've, I mean, I've, I've watched, I spent all day watching his highlight tapes and you get yeah, that guy, too. you get, you get the guy, the ball five, 10 yards out and you get him in space. He is really fast. He's faster than I even thought he was. So I think getting him open in space is going to open up our offense absurdly. And then you work in a play action and you have Smith Marset on the outside who is fast as hell. And then you have Brandon Smith who is a big body receiver. Yeah, I, I'll, I honestly watched his tape multiple times as well. There's a highlight film that came out of, of Oliver Martin. And I, one of the things I came away really impressed by is his hands. He was making really nice catches away from his body with his hands. And that is something that, you know, we haven't necessarily seen from an Amir Smith-Marset all the time. Um, so I'm really excited to see just how his hands look. Nick Easley's hands were fantastic. I think, you know, Oliver Martin is just, and I hate to say this because I love 
you know, Nick Easley as a player. But I think Oliver Martin's an upgrade over Nick Easley, even from last year. And I think this just adds to, you know, the, the, offensive, the offensive weapons we have. And I'm really excited to see how this all plays out in the field on yeah. a Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I love Nick Easley too. But, I mean, Oliver Martin is, like, literally one of the best talent I was had in a long time. And I'm really, really excited for seeing what he can do. And you mentioned his hands. He does have very good hands, catching away from his body. And he's made some acrobatic catches. Um, I love Nate Stanley, but you know, Nate Stanley sometimes throws behind the receiver or throws him a little bit. Exactly. So Oliver Martin could become Nate Stanley's best friend. Cause I'm going to tell you what, there's going to be some throws this year. He's going to make Stanley look good on. Hell yeah, man. Well, this is some great news, a great way to, you know, start our kick off our Wednesday and end our Wednesday. Basically. I know we're going to be posting the show on Thursday morning, but it's Wednesday night we're recording and we are absolutely jacked up over this. So actually we're going to take a quick break and head into segment number two after a few messages from our sponsors. Before we go, Andrew, actually, I need to tell our audience something. All right. I think it's time to tell our listeners about one thing we have in store for them this football season. Every week, Andrew and I are going to be giving you our picks and predictions on each Big Ten game. And when we actually make these bets with our own cash, we use mybookie.com. Believe me when I tell you, I would only recommend a service to you that has been good to me. And that's why you should check out mybookie.com. You bet, you win, they pay. MyBookie has live in-game betting on every major game, and they got the most rewarding player perks in the business. They've even got stuff for you fantasy guys out there. Yeah, I'm talking to all you season-long fantasy guys. MyBookie has things for you. You can bet the over, under, and how many points a fantasy player, or how many fantasy points a player will score each game. That's actually really cool. I've never seen that. Shout out MyBookie. And right now, we've got a great offer for you. You can double you hear me? Double two times your first deposit up to $1,000 by using our special promo code Locked On. That's Locked On. So visit mybookie.com today. That's mybookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. I can't spell. And use the promo code Locked On when creating your account to claim the bonus. Bet, win, get paid. Go Hawks. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we are back with segment number two. Again, make sure to check out mybookie.com. We're going to be doing some great predictions tomorrow on tomorrow's morning's episode covering the Big Ten and the Iowa Hawkeyes versus Miami of Ohio. We use mybookie, and we absolutely love it. So on segment number two, we want to talk about two kind of big things that came up yesterday. Kirk Ferentz had his press conference, and he talked about the quarterback situation. And it is official. Spencer Petrus has won the quarterback job behind Nate Stanley. And it's very important to note that Kirk Ferentz did say this isn't a long-term thing. This isn't guaranteed. This is still a big competition. Peyton Menzel still can come back. But this eerily reminds me of the Nate Stanley situation circa 2016 when he was fighting for that backup job with Tyler Wiegers. Or Weigers. Again, I screw up every name, so my apologies. But when he was battling him, he won the backup job. They battled the next year, and Nate Stanley ultimately won the starting job and has held it down for now going on three years. So I want to get your thoughts on that, man. Um, I, I think you were a big Peyton Menzel fan, if I remember correctly. So are you bummed about this, or are you kind of excited about the Spencer Petras era potentially being here? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Uh, ever since Manziel got uh, recruited by Iowa, I was in love with him. Um, <laughs> I thought that he was really explosive. And 
Um, I kind of like the run and gun type West Coast offense, so I was a little uh, had a little bias toward that. But listen, I mean, they've saw the talent. I haven't been at practice. I haven't seen them competing. So obviously, Petrus showed that he's the best to be the backup to Stanley, to be the future of Iowa football. So I can't go against Kirk. I can't go against that offensive coaching staff at all. So listen, I'm excited. Um, at least there is some. Uh, at least Petrus knows where they stand. At least Manziel knows where he stand. I mean, we're probably going to see a Uyghurs type deal where Manziel is definitely going to uh, transfer out, probably go to a Mac school or something and win Heisman, but whatever. Um, but I'm excited, though, for Petrus. I think that, like I said in the previous episode, it's pretty easy to guess he's the Iowa mole, he's the big body, he's the Nate Stanley type. So I think we kind of saw what was going to happen before it actually did happen. Yeah, it was just – I mean, it was kind of unfortunate. I think the writing was on the wall for a long time, like you said – Spencer Petrus is an Iowa quarterback. That's just, that's all there is to it, man. He is an Iowa quarterback through and through six foot five, 235 pounds. How do you not go with that guy? Especially when you have a guy like Nate Stanley, I was really excited to see a potentially, you know, a mobile quarterback. I really liked what Peyton Menzel did during his limited snaps last year. He had just as many throws as he did runs actually. So I think he had eight passes, completed five of them and ran for 31 yards and eight carries, which, um, you know, those runs were, Something we don't typically see from Nate Stanley. I think Peyton Menzel is the kind of guy who can actually outrun or juke a player, whereas you know Nate Stanley is the kind of guy he's either going to get down or run you over if you're a small guy. But um, I was excited to see that. It's it's unfortunate we're not going to see it anymore, um, but I am excited to see what the Spencer Petrus era does behold. It is interesting to think though what's going to happen next year because we do have Deuce Hogan coming into the fold. We have Alex Padilla, who's still there. Peyton Menzel, sounds like he wants to stick around Iowa, potentially at least to try it out next year. Sounds like he might, might even be taking a few reps at wide receiver just to maybe get on the field. But next year is setting up for a very, very fun quarterback battle. Yeah, I mean, I think that, well, you see a lot of this stuff in the Big Ten with Adrian Martinez and Shea Patterson and a lot of these quarterbacks from mobile and you can throw, even Justin Fields this year, you can run around the pocket. And you kind of just see him extending the plays. And it's just a little more exciting. It's kind of like a lot of people view Iowa football with the big quarterback. He's kind of doesn't really run a lot. Maybe can break a tackle, but, you know, he has a pretty good arm. And that's what you kind of think with Iowa football. So I think that uh, we – I mean, we have a really good receiving core. We have all of these guys, Oliver Martin, for three years. We have Smith-Marset and Brandon Smith for two more years, including this year. So I'm wondering if the coaching staff – you know, if Petrus does have the better arm – I know obviously he can't scramble as well, but if he has the better arm, then maybe they're going to look to use the passing game more. And, you know, I mean, Manziel, which is a weird situation because I'm sure Manziel could work out of a spread type uh, offense too and maybe extend the plays. And I even saw some passes this year with Shea Patterson and how he bro- he kind of made nothing out of something or something out of nothing with a lot of these broken plays and he found all these receivers open and he had a really nice Oliver Martin touchdown pass. And it just kind of makes me wonder um, – how it's going to work this year because uh, like I said I feel like when you have a lot of these spread receiver sets maybe you're going to have a little space to move outside the pocket obviously because you're taking another defender for the slot guy but I mean I'm interested to see what happens I mean we got Nate Stanley this year he's our man so right now I'm just going to focus on QB4. I love man yeah that's I think that's another big thing to keep in mind is 
right now we're still in the middle. We're getting ready for the 2019 football season. The backup quarterback job is salt, you know, solidified for now. A lot of things, a lot of things can happen over the course of the next yeah. year. And Even transfers the- too. You never know, you know? Yeah. You never know what might happen. I mean, maybe, maybe Petra's craps to bed. Maybe Manziel wins out over the course of the season. Maybe God forbid, Nate Stanley goes down and one of the guys have to step in. There's just so many variables that could happen. Um, I feel like I just might've jinxed us there, but there's so many variables <laughs> that could, I did have, I'm really scared that I just said that, but there's so many I'm variables there. The <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff that happened. One thing I will say is I saw this on Twitter, which I thought was interesting. I ended up looking it up to verify. Um, Menzel is actually married and he's married to a Baylor softball player. He is from the Texas area. I think they run a, you know, an offensive attack that might be more suited to his skill set. So it'll be interesting to see if that might be an option in the future for him. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to, Listen, you have the whole season, like you said, you never know what's going to happen. It is what it is right now, and I guess only time can tell. And like you said, who knows? Deuce Hogan could start over both these guys next year, and this whole conversation could mean nothing. So Yeah, we're just wasting our time right now. (laughs) Well, hey, man, there's one other thing I wanted to cover on segment number two. It's the Henry Gill transfer. Um, He is – He's entered his name in the transfer portal. Um, you know, last year he got a few snaps at running back coming out of Green Bay, the only running back recruit outside of Tyrone Tracy who ended up converting, um, and then McKee Sargent, who was a junior college transfer, but he was the only true freshman running back to join the program. Got a few snaps. This year, though, got passed up by Tyler Goodson and Shadrick Bird, and there's also three juniors in front of him, so he is now gone. I think that just speaks to the depth of the running back position. I would like to see a little bit more top-heavy you know, in that running back position, but at least there's a lot of good, just solid players. Yeah. I mean, as Farron said this year, Makai Sargent and Torn Young, Torn Young are being the two guys. Uh, Ivory Kelly Martin's going to be the third running back. And then, like you said, you have Bird and Goodson. I know that uh, Goodson during the spring uh, impressed a lot of people, so I'm excited for him to see what he can do next year and maybe give a little more time to put on some muscle and see what he can do with a whole year of uh, Iowa lifting and things like that. But I mean, it's what happens. I mean, it, it sucks, but uh, I mean, I'm not complaining. It's kind of like an embarrassment of riches, you know? I mean, I'd rather have more running backs and maybe someone transfer than not enough. So, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's kind of like, uh, like I kind of compare the situation not, we don't have as much, but I mean, look at the wide receiver position. We're getting Oliver Martin this year, and now we're going to have Nico Regini and Tyrone Tracy, who may not even play much this year. So I think we kind of have a similar situation brewing with wide receiver, too. I mean, I really wouldn't be surprised if Nico or Tyrone transfer next year because we have Oliver Martin for a max of three years, you know? So I kind of see a lot of similarities between both these positions. Yeah, I mean, it's a good problem to have. Uh, the more talent you have, you can only do better from that. And talent breeds, you know, talent breeds competition. Competition breeds, breeds even better players. So, um, yep. again, it's, it's a good problem to have. Sad to see him go. Never like to see a player leave the Iowa football program who didn't do anything wrong, put their heart and soul into it. But um, best wishes to Henry Gill. Um, we're going to take a quick break, though, have a few more messages from our sponsors, and we're going to finish up the show with the last remaining bit of the Jordan Bohannon interview. If you have not had a chance to listen to the Jordan Bohannon interview, Make sure to check out our previous two episodes. Monday was fully dedicated to Jordan Bohannon. And Tuesday's episode, segment number three, was part of the Bohannon interview as well. And we're going to wrap up on segment number three of today's show with the final bit of that interview. So stay tuned after a few messages from our sponsors. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. 
So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I saw you on Twitter and you'd always chirp back at fans or uh, people online. Um, So like... How do you deal with that? I know kind of before that it was a little easier because, you know, being so young and wanting to clap back at everyone and, you know, wanting to, you know, if someone calls you out, you want to call them back out. How do you kind of deal with that? And how, as you've matured, can you walk us through how have you been able to deal with those uh, people who are online yelling at you and, you know, screaming at you when they're 45 years old in their basement? <laughs> well, a lot of them, there's a lot of 20-year-olds out there, too, that are talking. But, uh, it, it, you know, I've kind of, as I grow on these paths, year or two um kind of pick my fights a little bit more i mean when i was a freshman sophomore i used to just say whatever i wanted to <laughs> these fans. um and maybe that's not the best way because some of these fans they just have no idea i mean a lot of them are even iowa fans a lot of them are just um really just trolls they're just trying to get in your head and um i think i've always done a good job of uh keeping everyone uh that's not for me um out of my head and stuff like that so um, as I grown older, I kind of just, I mean, I always, you, get, you know me, Zach, I always said whatever on my mind, whether that's on the court or off the court. So, oh yeah, I know. Um, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to keep having that mentality, but also realizing that, uh, there's some people that you just shouldn't respond to. Uh, also, okay. So, so people, like you said, student athletes, they kind of are coveted. They kind of held these high standards. How do you like, when you go out, when you like not on the court, how do you kind of like change to that just like a normal person level because like Iowa doesn't have any uh, pro sports teams and everything it's not like they have an NBA team or anything so Iowa basketball is their NBA so like when you're out and about and stuff like that not that you're like Brad Pitt or anything but how do you like deal with like the pressure of that and like how do you just be a normal guy like do you, can you go out and like just do normal things are you scared every time that you're gonna be on a snapchat video you're gonna look stupid like like how does that mentally go through your head yeah, I mean, it's funny you say that because I kind of realize that I don't really care if I look stupid anymore. Like, I'm old. I'm old as shit. I'm starting. I'm going to be 23 <laughs> next year. <June>, so, <laughs> like, I could care less what anyone sees of me, what I do. But uh, when people talk to me, I, I try to be as real as possible. Um, I mean, it, it, it's sometimes interesting when you go, like, I'll go to Brett Garden. Um, people will be staring at me. I'm like, if you want my picture, just ask me. Like, I'm, I'm a normal ass person. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm trying to get some nuggets, man. Stop staring at me. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get right. No, but uh, people are normally really cool. That's what I love about Iowa City is um, people kind of treat you. I mean, I, I hate being treated. I guess someone that's quote famous in in the in the city. So I, I just like to go out and be a normal person. Yeah, and one more question just to wrap it up. I don't know if you have any more, Andrew, but so the big thing that kind of obviously if you're a basketball fan, you know, I'm Jordan Bohannon or Iowa basketball fan, like obviously, but uh, one of these things you kind of came up, I don't know, it came out of nowhere, but uh, it all started with a stolen uh, carpet, uh, front door carpet rug. Um, so can you explain uh, how it's been kind of being, uh, you know, a normal student athlete and then being on Bleacher Report a couple of days later with arguing for athletes to get paid and kind of, you know, I know Jay, Jay Billis has that announcer uh, aspect of being the proponent for paying the athletes, but you kind of came out of nowhere as being the voice of the uh, student athletes. So how's that been? And, you know, is that, how has that process been on you and, you know, finally voicing out? Yeah, I know it's funny because, um, I mean, a lot of people know that my brother Zach was a huge proponent for student athlete rights when he was in, and when he was in college and going through the final four. And, um, and it was just kind of funny, just like how he did. It just came out of nowhere where I just kind of got put on the front page of it. I mean, 
I was going through Twitter. I saw this tweet about from Wall Street Journal about players taking rugs, and I decided to tweet <laughs> that picture of the rug. And all of a sudden, I'm getting questions from Wall Street Journal, from Forbes, from all these like major, wow, um, like major magazines and uh, huge journalists that wants to write these stories. And I'm like, I told my brother Zach, I'm like, I have to talk to you before. I talk to these people because I'm not, I'm not, I'm knowledgeable about the topic, but I don't know if I'm knowledgeable to talk to the Wall Street Journal about. Yeah, you don't want to look goofy. <laughs> Why should we pay right. you? Uh, because I want more money. Right, exactly. How do you think, do you think that since you brought it up, do you think things are going to change looking forward in the future? Do you think that you kind of opened up the potential for these athletes to get paid or how do you think it's changed since, you know, you kind of broke the news on that? Well, I think I'm hoping I just wears more awareness. I mean, as you saw, California just passed that bill um, through the Senate about um, schools in California that can, they're allowing their student athletes to um, their name, image, and likeness. So, and then NCAA decided to come down literally two hours later saying if they decide to pay their players for name, image, and likeness, they'll be banned from playing. So, yeah, I mean, so it's stupid. just funny. How, That's how they make the yeah, money is the bulls. That's how they make the money. So why would you ban them from playing something that gets you more money, you know? Exactly, yeah, but that's just how NCAA is, so. Well, hey, Jordan, we appreciate you jumping on the show today. Um, absolutely appreciate your time, and obviously we hope that your recovery continues to go well. Um, we would love to see you on the Iowa basketball team and on the court this year, but obviously if that doesn't work out, we expect some big things the following year, man. So thank you so much, dude. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. All right, and that concludes our show for the day. I hope you really enjoyed the series we did with Jordan Bohannon. Um, he was a great guest to have on. Big props to Zach for getting him on the show. Obviously, he's busy with recovery and trying to get back in shape to hopefully play this basketball season. We really enjoyed talking to him, though. Um, and again, a big thank you to him. Hopefully, we can have him back on later. If you did like what you heard today, we do this almost every single day, typically Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, covering everything Iowa Hawkeyes related. So make sure to like, review, and subscribe wherever you downloaded this podcast at. Also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's how you're going to get the most up-to-date information about what is going on. And we are working on some really great giveaways, and you're going to need to have one of those social media sites you know, download it on your phone and an account created so you can participate in those great giveaways that we have coming up. We also have an interview with Jordan Canzeri coming up next week. So some great stuff. And we have an episode coming up tomorrow. We're going to be giving you our picks and predictions for this weekend's games. So again, thank you for tuning in on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Have a fantastic day, Hawkeye Nation. And go Hawks. Go Hawks. tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait find locked on college basketball on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day